Hello and welcome to the Way Family Podcast. Yo! I hope that you're doing wonderful today <laughs> and you're just having a wonderful day. Me too, me too. Well, welcome to the Way Family Podcast. I am Zach and my wife is Hannah. That's me. And together we make up uh, the Way Family Podcast. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Forrest says, "Woohoo!" <laughs> sometimes when we go over those bumps. Well, we're pretty far um, in the podcast so far. What is this episode thirty-three, thirty-four? I do not know, but yeah, feels like we've been doing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost, almost, almost a year actually. Mm-hmm. In- well. In February will have been a year. So, no, I guess we got some time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, we are just two normal, average folks. We're Hannah's yawning. <laughs> she's tired because she's been staying up late for her business, her crocheting and knitting yes. business. Shout out to Handmade. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, Handmade. <laughs> Yeah, it's a that is exhausting when you it's kind of like I am a full-time mom. Well, I am a full-time mom, but then I have like a night job and that is exhausting. I don't really get that much sleep, but you're it's just good. crocheting into the the deep dark night hours. And it's mostly knitting these days, but yeah, into the night hours and also watching the Mindy project. And also listening to podcasts sometimes. So, yep. Whoa, you have been listening to podcasts? Yeah. This is news to me. I thought you were listening this to those audiobooks new. I No, you. I couldn't focus. When I, when it's a book, I need to like be able to look at it and like write and stuff, like take notes. So, I, I tried listening to that book last night and I was like, mm-mm, it's just mm. not going to happen. I couldn't, I couldn't focus. But podcasts are different than audiobooks because... It's, you know, more conversational and it's easier to pay attention to, I think. What so, podcast have you been listening to? Um, well, Mom Struggling Well. That's the one I was listening to last night. Ah. I'm getting caught up. I've only listened to like, I don't know, not that many. She has like 40 or something episodes and I haven't listened to that many. So I'm catching up. It's really good if you're a mom. Cool. Yeah. Well, how has your week been, Hannah? Oh, that was like basically all of that. Well, I'll add another thing. I... I'm sick because I yeah well because everybody's sick everybody's that we're around has been sick in the last couple of days or week so that's normal but it hasn't gone away because I haven't gotten very much sleep even though I've been drinking emergencies like crazy and my essential oil voodoo but um yeah I'm I can tell I'm getting better and today Forrest was very cute because I just wanted to like lay down and like not do anything and he he was like playing while I was sitting outside with him and he was playing and he kept on coming over to me and being like mama sick because I was I told him I was sick and he would give me hugs and be like mama hug hug and then Aww. kisses and ticka tickas and you know it was oh, really tick-a-tick-a's. cute yeah <laughs> That's what he does every time he's trying to tickle you, but he doesn't actually tickle. He just like wiggles his hands like in the air next to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, tick, tick, tick. so I just did it, but obviously you guys can't see. Anyways, 
it was very cute and he was very sweet today only a little bit of disobedience and defiance so i would call it a win how was your week honey uh my week was good it was good i really started sucking on my goals my really started sucking uh, yeah over the past over the past month or two i failed on my physical goals and i told you you have got to be a jerk to me until and i did i was jerk yesterday I wasn't really a jerk. I just said, you know what I mean. Yo, go to the gym. We're paying for it. Yeah. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so I went to the gym and I was the only one there at lunch. The climbing gym, of course. Yeah. Not a real gym. Not a real. It is a real gym. Not a regular gym. Yeah. Those are a little bit boring to me. (laughs) It's just, yeah. Well, anyways, I had a ton of fun at the gym and I am loving it. And I don't know why I stopped, but luckily... I'm still climbing what I used to climb. Dang. I'm still out of V3, V4. Whoa. So, yeah. My goal is to get up to a V6 because that was what I was at in my prime. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I cannot even do like a V0. <laughs> you can do a oh, V0. I did, okay. I can't even do a V1. Or did I do a V1? You can do a V1. Okay. I can't even do a V2. <laughs> I can do a V2. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, Anyways, so they're hard. My my week has been good so far. Good. It's easier when you have a positive outlook on life. Yes. And also tonight was leftover night. Yeah. And which it was is good leftovers. part of our attempt in not wasting any food and sticking to our grocery budget, which is something that we've been asked about a lot, which is funny because uh we kind of suck at it lately. So um, we'll probably talk about that sometime. We later. were really good at it. Yeah, when it was just you and me, and we were poor as heck, and I didn't care about eating mac and cheese for every meal and toast. Every meal, we had good breakfasts and lunches. we had toast and orange juice for breakfast, and sometimes a smoothie. But it was good. It was peanut butter toast. That was like our thing. We each oh, had yeah. a slice, and we shared a smoothie on our way to work, and it was good. But then when I was pregnant, and then when we had a kid, it's like. Ugh, I don't know. We're just it's funny that people ask us about it because we are just doing so bad with it lately and But we're trying. We're yeah, I'm making many attempts. It's just it's definitely a learning thing and it's changing because now Forrest is eating more food and so we're still And we're trying to be a lot healthier because we did the whole thirty yeah. and now well, we're just trying to be healthier know, for life's sake. Right. Not because we did the whole thirty. Like we're not doing whole thirty probably ever again. But that we would like to eat healthily, health, healthier, and that costs a lot more than just eating mac and cheese for every meal, which I would love eating mac and cheese for every meal, yeah, personally, but that's not good for anybody. So anyways, all that to say, um, we are sucking on our grocery budget, but we would love to talk about it later down the line, and we would love to get your guys' feedback. I posted something on my Instagram story about asking for advice with... Um, meal planning on a a tight budget and i got some really good responses so if you guys have any tips or like resources or like meal planning templates or anything that you've found that works really good send it to me or send it to our email or send it to our tumblr um i would love to hear that yes all right that was off topic but i just had to talk about left overnight well way to go (laughs) you you. nailed it (laughs) um so this is the last what are you doing? 
I was about to straighten my um whatever this fluffy thing on the end of my microphone is, and then I remembered it makes a lot of noise. So yeah. I stopped. You just I leave saw, it right I felt there. you looking at me. <laughs> I was judging you. I know he was glaring at me with his eyes, like, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> All right, so we are finishing up the five week series. Five week series on the dimensions of wellness. We've been saying areas Areas of wellness. wellness, Yeah. I just found out that a lot of people call it the dimensions of wellness. I've never heard that. And you know, like we've said, we only have five areas of wellness, but a lot of people, they can't freaking agree on. They don't, I have no idea on how many there is. Some people say there's only three. Some people say there's seven. Some people say there's eight. Some people say there's six, five, four, three, two. So is it like whoever. It's up to you, however many you want to care about. I don't know. Like it's up to the person? I don't know. I, you know, well, surprisingly, I read something from the Boy Scouts of America on the dimensions of wellness, and they only had four. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're like we've said in the past, we're not experts on anything, but this is our opinion. This is our personal perspective on the areas of wellness and this week we're focusing on spiritual wellness yes so like i've said before picture a venn diagram with five circles they're all like that analogy don't you (laughs) intersecting they all influence each other and we want to be balanced we want to be in the center we want to be focused and live a balanced life. Have even life. parts of each of them. Have even parts of each of them. Not be lopsided or only focus on one or only focus on two. No overflow and no lacking. Yeah. Which we suck at all the time. Yeah, it is very hard to co- to get complete balance because there's always something you're leaving out just because there's not enough time in life. Well, and it's really, really easy to get distracted because yeah. one of the areas is suffering a little bit and so then we have to pay a little bit more attention to that and when we pay more attention to that most of the time we disregard the other areas Mm -hmm. so this week spiritual wellness i have a couple of definitions of wellness here and i'm just going to read them and then we'll get into it but uh this is from uh uh website that i found online i'll put the link to it in the show notes but they have eight dimensions of wellness and they say the first is emotional which the definition of emotional wellness is coping effectively with life and creating satisfying relationships the second is environmental this one is defined as good health by occupying pleasant stimulating environments that support well-being the third is financial Satisfaction with current and future financial situations. Fourth is intellectual, recognizing creative abilities and finding ways to expand knowledge and skills. Hannah, why don't you read the rest of them? Start with uh, intellectual. Okay. Emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual. Okay. Occupational, personal satisfaction and enrichment from one's work. Physical, recognizing the need for physical activity, healthy foods, and sleep. Ooh, sleep. Is mm. that is, I didn't even think about that with physical. Yeah. Uh, social, developing a sense of connection, belonging, and a well-developed support system. And spiritual, expanding a sense of purpose and meaning in life. This is interesting. I, I think that all of these are valid and like good, solid 
areas. Right, right. I would say. I think some of them could be lumped together. Right. But Which we do. Uh, I yeah. think that you missed in... No, I didn't miss any of them. Um, yes, you did. Um, intellectual. You, you said start with occupational. Oh. You read the first four. You did, read that one. Do we read intellectual? Yes. Re- read that again. I intellectual, need a recognizing creative abilities and finding ways to expand knowledge and skills. Ah. Skills with a Z. Skills. <laughs> They did not write skills with a Z. No, they didn't. (laughs) So spiritual is expanding the sense of purpose and meaning in life. And I would say it's expanding, but also finding purpose and meaning in life. Mm -hmm. And as Hannah and I were talking about this over dinner, we're talking about how are we going to talk about this? What what are we going to say? Because there's so, 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 so much that we could say. And we, we can't fit it all into one episode yeah because obviously for us as christians spiritual wellness is a huge huge part of our life and Mm -hmm. i would even say that spiritual wellness is like the center and all the other areas of life kind of revolve around that Mm -hmm. like i've mentioned before the areas of wellness affect each other but I personally believe that spiritual wellness affects all the other areas yeah, a me lot too. more. How how does it do that? <laughs> um well, like you were saying earlier at dinner, like it affects your environmental wellness because it makes you aware of creation and it um helps you to understand the creator a little bit more because of you being outside in an, in a, the environment that you <laughs> that you are in when you go outside, you know. Yes. Yeah. That is that. Okay, so yeah, what I would say it affects my environmental wellness because I view God as the creator. I believe that he's the the creator of everything and that he is creative and that he uh, displays his beauty um, through creation. And so that allows me to appreciate creation and Mm -hmm. appreciate things a lot more and be aware of my surroundings. Mm -hmm. And Um, that's how environmental would then affect spiritual because you see these things and you know that God created them. And you know that he is bigger than all these crazy mountains and the giant redwoods and, you know, all this stuff. If, like, this is something that he can make, then how great is he? And that is something that I get every time I go outside. Well, I mean, not like in our backyard, but, like, every time I'm, like, you know, on a hike or something right. like that. So that affects spiritual. And I think that they are all, I would say that spiritual is like personally for me most interconnected with everything else like you were saying like it most affects everything else and everything else affects it a lot too. Right. So, yeah, and like for social um how like my friendships with people that are Christians are a lot stronger than my friendships with people that are not Christians. Not because I have anything against my friends that are not Christians. It's just like such a big personal thing that like ties us together. Right. It's like our faith is, I don't know, it's a very connecting thing when you share that with somebody. So especially with like my best friends, it's something that we talk about all the time and 
on like a really deep level. And so that in itself is a big thing. But then like just the fellowship with people at your church and I mean, trying not to be too Christianese here, but like fellowship is like being in community with other people. Right. Is what I mean by fellowship. So, yeah, it's going to be a little difficult for us to not speak Christianese. Yeah, that's what we're also talking about. It's so ingrained in every everyone that goes to church speaks yeah, this but odd even like, language where people who are outside of the church, it might be difficult for them to understand. And so we're going to have to be good at defining our Yeah, terms. but it's like also if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not like religious at all and like some of the things that we are going to say is going to be like, it might sound like crazy, like we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and how he guides us and stuff. And that is going to sound like, I don't know how it's going to sound to you, you know? Right. But it's like, that's, that is a big part of it. And that's something that we believe. So we're just, we're going to try to explain the best we can and like how it affects us personally. This is like our personal beliefs and whatever. So just bear with us and, you know, we'll try to be really clear. Yeah. So another way that it affects social, like we talked about when we did the social wellness episode, social wellness kind of revolves around having shared values. Mm -hmm. And if this faith is, you know, one of your biggest values and you share it with someone, then that's going to dramatically affect your social wellness. Yeah. Especially if it's like your top priority and you someone else's top priority you're gonna have like so much in common just because of that one thing even if you have like nothing else in common that is something that you can bond over you know so here's like a practical thing like from from the bible because we've been given so much grace we've been uh forgiven of you know everything that we've ever done and everything that we've ever will do Mm -hmm. um because we've been given what we don't deserve and because what we do deserve has already been like our debt has been paid for. So, so to speak, Mm -hmm. um, we can then extend that grace to other people, uh, because we've been forgiven. We can then forgive other people because we've been shown such great love. It's easier for us to love others. Mm -hmm. And because, um, like speaking of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, if he's inside of us, he allows for us to love others, to have grace towards others, to give forgiveness towards others. And in the perfect Christian environment, which does not exist because it's made up of people like you and me, <laughs> um, in that perfect Christian environment, everyone would be slow to speak and slow to be angry, mm-hmm. abounding Super in patient. love, very patient. They'd be filled with joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And because of that, we would mutually encourage and uplift and strengthen each other in grace and truth and love. And so like what that means is we'd be able to call each other out when we see that we're struggling with someone in a graceful manner um, and in humility. And, and not with any other motives behind it. Right. We wouldn't judge each other, um, mm-hmm. but we'd want the best for, we want the, we want the best for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of like, 
Christians fail all the time on all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's real difficult to look at the church and say that that's a good representation of God, but that's what the church should be, yeah. is the, the body of Christ um, acting out and showing the creator's love to all of the creation. So that's how it would kind of affect social wellness. But then it also affects mental and um, it affects emotional because mm -hmm. it gives you a sense of purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that. About emotional? Yeah, emotional and mental. Um, well, I think that just, I think this is common for like all religions, but I'm going to talk about Christianity. Um, just the idea that you have this hope that is not changing, like the earth is not like the end game for you. You are going to heaven and like, this is not as good as it gets, you know, like it's going to get a lot better and the earth is it is sinful and there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on here and a lot of bad people. Well, all of us are bad people, but a lot of really terrible things that happen on this earth. And just to know that you have this hope that this is not like the point that is that alone is like the hugest thing. I mean, for me, for my mental and emotional, well, maybe not, well, maybe emotional. I don't know which one exactly, but that is like something that grounds me. And especially like I have been struggling a lot lately with anxiety and just to know that this is going to sound so like Christian-y, but to know that the Lord is in control of my life, just to, to remind myself of that is like a big comfort to me. And I think that that is... I don't know. That does a lot for me. So personally, that is how it affects my mental well-being and emotional, definitely. Yeah, I think that it also, the Bible and Christianity, it really enforces this idea of joy over happiness. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Like James writes in James 1, 2 through 4, we should consider it pure joy whenever we face trials of many kinds because we know that the testing of our faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. When he writes that, um, he really puts joy on this pedestal as something to be sought after more than happiness. Mm -hmm. And then he says that jo joy is something that is developed through a relationship with God and through the testing of our faith, um, that we can have joy even in trials of many kinds and i don't know the the whole like anxiety and um like there's just so much wrapped around emotional and mental stuff that involves spiritual stuff so if you believe that everything here on earth that you experience is is it and when you die you're just going to rot on the ground then everything's really, really important. Like what you, I don't know. I don't know how to give an example of that. I know what you mean. Um, but, and I'm not saying for the Christian that it's not important. I'd still say it's equally important, mm -hmm. but we have this hope um, 
and we can be patient in the things that we're experiencing and have patience and perseverance in the seasons of life knowing that there is something greater going on that there's something bigger than us that Mm -hmm. there's something some grand plan and like Rabbi Zacharias, he writes this book called The Grand Weaver, and he talks about how God is working together all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his good purpose. And he says a lot of times we don't see it, and we're just so focused on the here and now, we're focused on the day-to-day stuff that we don't see the bigger picture because Mm -hmm. we're stuck in time. And because God's outside of time, and he loves us, and he knows what's best for us, and he wants what's best for us, and he's in control, we have to have faith and trust in that. And that, like... And even if we we don't know what's best for us, because we don't know what's best for us, and we think that whatever bad thing is happening to us is like so terrible, then it probably is so terrible, but there is a bigger plan than just what is right in front of us. And that's so hard to remember. But that again goes with the hope that we have that is, it's unlike anything else. And we're going to have sucky stuff happen to us. Like that's something in Christianity. No one has ever promised an easy or a good life. And that's comforting you know like to know that that's part of the plan right and that that when we die that that's not the end that there Mm -hmm. is something there it gives meaning and purpose to our life here on earth Mm -hmm. and that affects all the all the other areas so like i I mean it's it's so difficult to have this conversation because i can't see the reactions of the people listening Mm -hmm. i can't hear their questions if they have questions And we could talk about this for so long. We could talk about what we believe and why we believe and how it's transformed and affected our lives. But maybe this isn't the best medium for that. Well, we have talked about doing another episode where we talk about certain aspects. It's just not something that we can all pack into one episode or even like two or probably even like ten. But so we're just doing it in parts and hopefully throughout all of our other topics then you see more parts of it and then you know yeah until we do like an up ep- i think we should do an episode talking about like the main parts i think that would be really good well to get back to emotional and mental before we move on to the next one i think paul sums it up pretty nicely he says that we have this peace that- and who is paul Paul is one of the apostles. I'm just saying, sorry. like, for oh, yeah. people who are not Christians, you know, they don't know who Paul and James are. Who are these fools? I, I sorry. That's okay. I know you're in, you're in pastor mode. I know no, that you're I'm in, not, like, sermon I'm mode. In pa- I'm not in pastor mode. I'm not well, just explain. Mode. James is the brother of Jesus. He wrote a book in the New Testament called, surprisingly, James. It's written <laughs> to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Don't talk like that. You're sounding so, like, sarcastic. Oh, no. Sorry. He's not trying to be. He's just trying to be peppy. Peppy. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul also wrote a bunch of books Paul in the wrote Bible. Over half of the New Testament. The Bible is divided into two parts. It's the Old Testament and New Testament. The Old Testament is written before Jesus came. The New Testament is written um starting with Jesus' birth until his death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then the establishment of the church and giving advice on how the Christian should live. Yes. And so Paul says that we have this hope 
and it allows for us to have peace that surpasses all understanding. So we, we have this peace, and it's really hard to explain this peace because it's a, it's a peace that lasts. It's like, I don't, it's, it's hard to explain. It is hard to explain. It's hard to explain. And like, it goes against human logic because we're focused on the here and now, and the here and now, it matters, but it's not the thing that matters most. And in that, we have peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that dr- dr- drastically affects our emotional and our mental well-being. Also, like all of Jesus' teaching, like I'm thinking of the Sermon on the Mount, which is one of the longest recording sermons that Jesus has. And it's over, he has like over 5,000 people sitting and listening to him talk for probably a long t- a long time. It's Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 7. And it, he talks about not um, worrying. And he talks about how he allows for us to cast our cares and anxieties on, uh, on him because he cares for us. And he says, um, look at the lilies of the field and how beautiful they are. And they're clothed by God and God takes care of them. I have that tattooed on my body. Yes. Because of the whole worrying and anxiety thing. And God placed them there and God takes care of them. And are you not of so much more worth than they are? Look at the birds of the air. They they fly around and Jesus says not not even one of them falls without the Father knowing, without God knowing that they fall. And he cares for them. And how much more does he care for you? And he says that a father, a good father, gives good gifts to his children. And if God is a good father, then he gives good gifts to his children. And those gifts might not be a tangible thing, something that you can hold. They may be, they may not. I'm not a proponent of the prosperity gospel, which is if you have more faith, then God will bless you with you know more money more money or basically physical things i don't think that's what jesus is talking about at all i think that's the opposite of what jesus is talking about but there's just so much peace and hope and joy to be found in jesus's teaching and in his message just the fact that and i know i'm rambling a little bit here but this is our podcast and it's our own personal opinion and this is relevant to the topic so i will continue Jesus says that we are sons and daughters, that we've been adopted into the kingdom. And if God owns the entire universe, if he's he's the creator of everything that we see, he holds the sun and the moon and the stars in his hands. And we are his sons and daughters. We've been adopted into his kingdom. He says that we've been given a new identity. We've been given a new purpose. We've been given a new hope. Um, and this hope does not disappoint, as the writer of Hebrews says, which is another book in the Bible. Um, and so that affects so many areas of wellness. But to get back to, I guess, just spiritual wellness, it gives meaning and purpose to your life. And how how does that work out on like a tangible, real life example? I've already given real life example. Oh, okay. 
of my anxiety and how praying and reminding myself that the Lord is in control and that he has my best interest at heart, even if it's not what I would say is my best interest. Just reminding me, reminding myself of those truths is very comforting, even though sometimes that's the thing with like emotions. It's like sometimes the emotions and like the fear and the worry take over and then it doesn't really correlate with what I know to be true which is all the things I just mentioned that he is in control and he loves me and he knows what's best and he will do what is best and so sometimes when I'm in the midst of worrying or having anxiety I wouldn't say it's an anxiety attack it's just low anxiety I would say but still it still affects me a lot and so that still overwhelms me and I have to remind myself of those things. I'd say one way that that affects me in like day-to-day stuff is I used to focus so much on what I did. Um, And like I had to find the right career choice and I had to figure out like, okay, I'm a creative person, so I have to do creative things and I've got to write music and I've got to, um, you know, uh, I don't know do all of these things. And I was really focused on what I did. And as I focused more on my relationship with God and on what the Bible says, I realized that God, God cares more about how and why we do things more than what we do. And that is a huge relief because I think a lot of Christians think, and a lot of people of other religions think that there's like some one right path to their life that they have to find. And if they don't find that one specific plan that God has for their life, then they're going to be outside of God's plan. But what I have found from Scripture and in my relationship with God is that He cares more about how and why we do things, more about our intentions, more about our heart. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge relief because now I can work in a factory and he cares more about how and why I'm working in that factory to support my family, to raise a kid, to be a good husband and a good father. <coughs> Sorry, I had a coughing attack. It's very dramatic. <laughs> oh man, this sickness is really... All right, well, anyways, what was I saying? You were talking about it doesn't matter what you do, matters how you do it. Oh, yes. We just recently received like a message from one of the listeners on a quote. An email, yeah. And it has something to do with this. Yeah, it was, uh, well, the whole email was very nice. It was from someone named Victoria, but she included a quote that said, but it was by Martin Luther, and it said, The Christian shoemaker does his duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes, but by making good shoes because God is interested in good crafts- craftsmanship. Right. And that is like your whole philosophy, basically. Yeah. And so I think that God does have a big grand plan for our lives, but because we're stuck in time, we might not have any idea what that is. And so we just have to be faithful in the day to day. And we know that he's designed us in a certain way and he's given us passions um, and interests and, and talents and talents and we should use those things um, and we should seek out you know our interests and our passions and desire to serve him through those 
but um, there's no like huge weight on our shoulders to perform uh, for him or to get some. You do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. We've had this talk many times. And yeah, so anyways, yeah, like you don't have to do some big fancy job. Like every Christian doesn't have to be a missionary, even though being a missionary is great. And every Christian does not have to be a pastor or work at a homeless shelter or you know these big jobs that are that seem very christian and you know and they are they're christian jobs but like you don't if you're a christian you don't have to do these things if you do your job and you do it well and you are loving to the people that you work with like that is all that god wants you know like to love him and to love people and then you're set you know and everything else falls under that that is some that is what he wants of you you know right and you kind of hit on one of those things in regards to spiritual wellness and social wellness is that if our social wellness revolves around finding shared beliefs and shared values and and things like that and then pouring in or that's a christianese term yeah it really is Um, no one else is gonna know what you mean investing in others loving others and serving others Jesus says when he's questioned by the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, basically the religious leaders at the time, when he's questioned by them and they ask him, what is the most important commandment? What what does he say? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Glad I got that one right. Yes. And love your neighbor as yourself. And love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang the entire law and the prophets, which is the Old Testament. He's saying that the intent of the the Old Testament and all of the laws and rules and regulations was so that people could love God and love others. And that dramatically affects our social life. Because if we're commanded to love God and love others, then that changes the way that we view our relationship with others. Mm-hmm. We should put them above ourselves. We should put God first, others second, and then ourselves third. And But in that, like loving God and loving others, like I feel like in the in Christian circles that is talked about a lot, but I, it is really simple and it's kind of a little, It sometimes it is a little too simple. But when you think about it, if you are truly loving God, then you are trusting him. You are following his commandments. You are, you know, you're doing the things that are, would be considered loving him. These are all part of it. Same with if you're loving your neighbors or loving your coworkers or your family, you are being kind to them. You are being honest. You are putting their needs in front of your own. You know, it's all these things that fall under that category, you know? So, but if you are loving God, then these things come naturally, you know? Right. Well, more naturally than if you weren't. (laughs) The last area that we haven't talked about of of the areas of wellness that spiritual wellness affects is physical. And it says in 1 Timothy 4.8 that physical training is of some value. And I like this translation. It's from the Amplified Translation. It says it is useful for little. <laughs> physical training is of some value or useful for little. But godliness spiritual training, is useful and of value in everything and in every way, for it holds promise for the present life 
and also for the life which is to come. So, Christians, a lot of times, (laughs) I don't want to say this. Then don't say it. They don't focus on physical wellness. I don't think that that is fair to even generalize that. Oh, uh, okay. Just say that you you know many people that are Christians that don't care about it. Right. And as an example, like think about all of the religious like people that you know, like the 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 Christians that you know that have a really big problem with um, you know, uh pick like a hot topic thing, like um tattoos. Tattoos or drinking or divorce or homosexuality or you know you know whatever it is um and then they they really seem like a hypocrite because they don't have (laughs) they're condemning and judging these other people but they don't have their life in order Mm -hmm. and obviously the most blaring thing is their physical health mm-hmm. um and gluttony is a sin overeating that is a sin right and that's another thing that's kind of like going off of that that a lot of christians and people in general think that like the sins or like the bad things that people do are ranked in god's eyes or in the church's eyes and literally lying is the same badness to god as murdering Obviously, it does not have the same repercussions here on Earth. Yeah, there's consequences that, like, governmental consequences. Yes, but there's also, yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. But in God's eyes, that is not, like, if you have sex before marriage, you are not a worse person than the the lady that gossips with her friends after church on Sunday. You know, like, you're not a worse person. And that is something that is so messed up in the church that people, they think they have these, these high... hot topic sins that certain people are doing and they are so terrible and whatever and that is not any worse than them even talking about those people that do those sins you know like that is something that makes me so mad but anyways (laughs) i just wanted to say that for people who are like if you i'm sure that you know christians like this and especially if you yourself are not a christian i just want you to know that like you are no worse than me or you are no worse than the pastor at the church down the road you know you are no worse than them all of us are equally bad and all of us equally need jesus so there's that there's go on with the physical gluttony (laughs) the physical gluttony just a little thank you for that rant for you um what i was going to say is a little i was going to think uh, back to a little story of Someone that I know who is very, very against tattoos, and they themselves are very, very unhealthy. And their reasoning for saying that tattoos are wrong is because your body is a temple of God. Oh, geez. And I'm looking at them, and I'm saying, well, God must not really be comfortable in your temple because it doesn't look like there's a lot of room for him in there. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But it's just funny. like. I'm not it's not funny it's very sad and depressing but I have to laugh about it or I'll just fall into a deep depression of how how judgmental and double-minded and hypocritical Christians are 
can be can be not all of them are like that yeah not all of them are like that and i you know i'm like that sometimes yeah definitely me too um but the fact is not all christians are perfect and i'm not either Mm -hmm. so maybe i shouldn't be judging them but i just that's one of my pet peeves Mm -hmm. anyways physical physical health that has a lot to do with spiritual health because we mentioned that emotional and mental health drastically affect your physical health. Now, I was listening to this podcast the other day. Um, it was uh, something about like, mm, it was an athletic podcast and it was saying that 75, now I don't have a source for this, so, you know, I don't have a source for this, but said 75% of mental, of of physical, no, 75 <laughs> I'm just Oh my gosh. I'm sucking Get it together. At this so bad. 75% of physical problems of like um you know f- physical things they are formed because of your brain, your emotional and your mental wellness drastically affects your physical wellness so much so that 75% of the problems that you experience physically are because of your mental and your emotional state and it's because of the your brain produces these chemicals and when you're thinking negatively and when you're really pessimistic and you have a, a you know you're focused and you're worrying and you're full of anxiety that actually has an effect on your body and so obviously if spiritual affects the emotional unwell emotional and mental then it obviously also affects the physical yeah and if yeah so i just kind of leave it there i know we just rambled so much it's fine yeah i mean if we rambled too much then people would have turned it off by now <laughs> yeah so if you're with us still Way to go. So the cons of not focusing on spiritual wellness is that you might not have very much meaning or purpose in your life. And, I mean, there is the thing with what happens when you die. That's a big thing. Yeah, that is a big thing. That's like something that maybe we're not going to get into right now, but... Yes. We'll talk more about this as the time comes, and you guys feel free to... Give us your feedback yeah. if this is something that you're interested in talking about. We, I mean, we obviously talk about this in our day-to-day lives, um, but the podcast isn't in the religion and spirituality. If you're very interested in this, I'd say check out some books we can recommend. Yeah, or you can email us like if you have specific questions and we can reply directly to you or maybe we'll plan an episode about that specific thing. Or whatever, like if you just want to ask us questions about Christianity or about our personal beliefs. relationships with the Lord or, yeah, our personal beliefs, we would love to answer those because, I mean, we're trying to do this as clear and as to the point as we can from our perspective, like with our belief and our faith. Um, but there's still like a ton of there's a ton more that we obviously did not cover. So and we are, we are meaning all of this we are well-meaning with this, you know, like we're not trying to, I don't know. We're, we're just talking from our own perspective and 
Um, this is very important to us. This is like the most important thing to us. So, um, yeah, we would love to talk with you about it if you have other questions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so if we have, if you had any like advice for somebody in this area of wellness, what would you say? In this area of wellness? Yes. That's the say, one we're talking about. I would say focus more on it. And I would say, it's especially for Christians, we have this kind of negative idea, negative view towards meditation. And we view it as like some weird Eastern religion thing. Uh, when in reality, it's, you know, one of Jesus's teaching. It's one of the disciplines that the Christians are supposed to focus on. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with the disciplines, then there's this book by Richard J. Foster. It's called The Celebration of Disciplines. It talks about the Christian disciplines, things not that God is disciplining us, but that we're disciplining ourselves to work on these things, kind of just like working out, disciplining ourselves to go to the gym and work out. And meditation is one of those things. I'd say Christians oftentimes are lacking in the meditation, and we will just we'll guilt trip ourselves into reading the Bible and praying, and we won't spend time reflecting and meditating and clearing out our head and focusing on things that actually matter instead of focusing on all of these things that maybe don't matter that much. So I'd say if we're going to focus more on spiritual wellness and giving meaning and purpose to our lives, then I'd say we have to involve meditation in that. Hmm. Uh, my advice would be if you are not a christian but you and you just like don't really know you like don't know my advice would be to ask the questions like find somebody that you can trust and that you care about and that cares about you that's a christian and just be honest with them and tell them like your doubts or like whatever you're thinking just talk it out and like just have a real honest conversation about it because there's a lot to know and to learn and but there's a lot of good there's a lot of good good parts about it you know and so yeah that would be my advice and if you are a christian my advice would be to make sure that you have a community like whether that's being a part of a bible study or um a community group or just like a group of friends that hangs out and talks about this kind of stuff. I think that's very important and very crucial to our spiritual growth and our spiritual wellness. Um, that's cause that's something that I did not have for a really long time and it was rough. So that is my advice. And, um, yep. I have one more piece of advice. Okay. It's my family's motto. Okay. Life is for service. And that has drastically affected the way that I live my life. Because when your life is focused on God and when your life is focused on others, that takes a lot of the pressure off of your shoulders. And that really get, it allows you a lot of freedom in life mm -hmm. and it gives you a lot of meaning and purpose because your life now is no longer centered and focused on you. It should be centered and focused on God and on others. And that that changes everything. Mm hmm. 
And like, I mean, what Ronald Reagan said, a lot of people wonder about if their life has had any effect if if when they're dead that they're going to be missed if they had any actual real effect and then he said but the marines they don't have that problem because they they know that they have done something that they've served their country they know that based on their actions that they have left a mark and if our life is going to be revolving around serving others and focusing on others then we know that we've we've left our mark we know that we've done our duty and it's an honor and it's a privilege to serve and to love others and not have our life revolve around ourselves and serve ourselves all the time and there's a there's a huge freedom in that even if it doesn't sound like it which it might not sound like it to a lot of people mm-hmm. okay so if you guys have any questions or any comments or any ideas or opinions about this we would love to hear about it and we would love to answer your questions to the best of our ability um so please email us at the at gmail.com and we'll have that in the show notes all of it or you can go to our tumblr and ask us a question on there um but we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, what you think about spiritual wellness and about Christianity, anything that we've talked about, anything on the wellness series, we'd love to hear it. So please email us or send us a message or a voicemail. Yeah. Any of the above, all of our contact info is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you for bearing with us. And we want to make this podcast better. We want to work on our podcasting skills with a Z. So we have a little survey set up and it's it would be awesome if you guys could fill out this survey for us. It's anonymous. It'll take two minutes. You just click it in the show notes. It'll take you to a little survey um, and we'll be using that to figure out how we can make the podcast better. Should it be longer? Should it be shorter should you know yeah what should we focus we're on? looking for constructive criticism especially we love like the nice comments and stuff that's super sweet but we really want to know like how we can get better and you know like how we can make this even a better experience for people who listen right so please that will also the link will be in the show notes right yep the link will be in the show notes so please do the survey and thank you very much and also a little shout out to our top listeners this week do you know where they're from? I read the notes, so yes. Oh, dang it. Shout out to all of our listeners in San Antonio, Texas. Apparently, there is a lot of you guys. Wow. And if you guys are listening on SoundCloud or if you're listening on iTunes, there's a bunch of different ways that you can listen to us. Um, you can listen to us on pretty much any podcasting app. You can listen to us on the web. You can listen to us on Stitcher. You can listen to us on Overcast, on Downcast, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play, or on Stage Fright. Okay. If they're already listening, they know, probably. I'm just letting them know because we have a lot of people who are listening on SoundCloud. But if you go to an app, you can subscribe and it automatically downloads every Monday. So, yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll get some recommendations from you guys. I know you've only had a couple days to send them to us. But if you have any recommendations, we will add them in now. And if we don't... Then we'll just share our own. Yep. 
All right. Well, we didn't get anyone to send us recommendations. So luckily we've got two of them. Mm-hmm. But really, please, I'm talking about you. I'm talking to you. You. Yes, you. Send us your recommendations. Anything you've been loving. We want to hear about it. Yeah, and maybe we'll like it. And yeah. then we can share it with other people and then maybe they'll like it. Mm-hmm. Recipes, books, audiobooks, podcasts, um, chapstick, face stuff, like anything. Anything. Especially the face stuff for me. Especially books, though, for real. Books and recipes. I'm on three books a month right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just letting everyone know. That's okay. a huge achievement for me. Good. That is good. That's more than I read. All right. Well, our first recommendation, we're doing joint ones because mm-hmm. we love each other so much and we do everything together. Oh my together. gosh. Did you just burp? No. You did. Maybe like a minute ago. It just wafted into my nose. <laughs> well, not my fault. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go on. Yes, we are doing joint ones. The first one is... We've already mentioned it before. It's acorns. We just got a question about this on our Tumblr or through our email. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all of this stuff. But we just got a question about the acorns. And so I thought I'd talk a little bit about it and recommend it again. And if you click the link in the show notes, you will get $5. And we will also get $5. Um, Wow. So basically what you do is you uh, set up your Acorns account. You put in your debit card information, and it's all really secure. Um, And then they monitor your transactions during the day. So if you spend $4.60 at Starbucks, they will round it up to the nearest dollar. So they'll take $0.40 and round it up to the nearest dollar. And then that will go into your diversified investment portfolio. So it's technically like if you're paying cash, they would just take the change that you receive, not even like the dollar bills, just the change. And they put that in this separate bank account or not even a bank account. It's an account. And then it's they a micro invest investment it. account. Yeah. So over the last, well, since the last time we emptied our account, because sometimes we use it for emergencies, which is nice because you can withdraw the money at any time. And you kind of forget about it. Yeah, you forget about it because it just all happens in the background. Mm -hmm. But we have about $480 in there since the last time that we have drained it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. Um, And you do make interest. Um, We made 3%. uh, No, 0.3%. I was going to be like, oh, 3%. That sounds too good to be true. It is. (laughs) We made 0.3% interest. But um, yeah. So that's cool. And like I said, if you click the link in the show notes, set up your account, you get $5, we get $5, and it all happens automatically. You kind of forget about it until you log in and you're like, oh, shoot, I have an extra 300 bucks over the last three months or something like, like that. It's like finding a $20 bill in your pocket, but like way better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we used to save all of our spare change when we used cash a lot more. We still we, we still save we our still change. We still save our dates. change, but like... We used to save it for like trips and camping equipment and Big Sur trips and dates and things like that. And one time we saved $90 and change. Mm -hmm. But that was like the longest time ever. Mm -hmm. And so this acorns thing makes a lot of sense because we always use our debit cards. And you don't even notice like you don't even notice the money missing because it's literally just like 40 cents here, 25 cents here. 
If you like but went to 12 up. different places in one day, then you would probably have like, you know, close to like $10 or something. But if you don't spend any money, like if you don't use your debit card at all, like let's say tomorrow you don't use it at all, it won't take any out. But when it does take it out, you don't notice it because it's just rounding up to the dollar. So anyways, we like that a lot. And yeah, it makes it really nice. It. If you don't touch it for the entire year, then you have vacation money and Christmas money. Yep. So that's what we're probably going to use it for. Yep. All right. What's our second recommendation, hon? You tell me what our second recommendation is. I introduced this one. What? Yes, I did. Our second recommendation <laughs> is iBuyDirect.com. And we have a gotten our glasses through them. Yes, we got glasses and they are very affordable and lots of good styles and um, e- really easy to work with. I was very impressed with the way that they did their, um, like once we had placed our order, we got emails like every step of the way. So they said, we are now cutting your lenses. And then the next one was, now we are doing this. And, ne- and then the next one was like, oh, we've had seven different people double check your order to make sure that the prescription and this and this and this is all right. And it was like, it was really nice. Yeah, it was to get all really that. nice. I was like, wow, this is like really legit. Even though it's like super cheap glasses, like their prices, like you can't beat their prices. And we love our glasses. Well, we don't want to say cheap because that sounds like okay. I low said quality. the price. Yeah, that's yeah, why I changed price. The, to the price. So Hannah and I both got ones that have the blue light protection from screens, which is really nice because I'm staring at screen probably six hours a day because I work an office job, I guess. And so it just it really helps. And Hannah said it helps her a lot driving at night. Well, that was because that was part of my prescription, mm-hmm. but that I was just like so in awe of my glasses like the first day we got them. Well, I'm not like blind, but I can't I can't really see at night when I drive. It's like the reflection on the signs and the reflection of the other car lights and stuff. I I don't know, it just like is too much distraction for my eyes and it's like blurry. I can't read street signs, whatever. And I when I got my glasses, I had to go to the store at night and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I was like a new woman. I was so excited." But um, anyways, I've noticed that the street signs are not like blinding and people's headlights aren't either because they have those blue lights. They have the blue LED lights. Oh, I haven't noticed that. But oh. well, anyways, I didn't want to pay like a million dollars for glasses and because there's so much markup and I've been to like I've been to the factories in China where they make the frames. I've seen them um, and. It is just insane because they make them for like 50 cents. And then you pay $95 for them. And well, they, they have to make the special glass for your prescription. Yeah, I guess that part. But then it's like you have to pay the optometrist. And so we wanted to do this like as cheap as possible but still get good quality. So we did the alternative eye test, eye exam online with our phones. And and then we went through iBuyDirect and... It, uh, they're really good quality, but they were very affordable. Yeah. And the blue light protection and they're anti-reflective and anti-scratch. Uh, anti-glare. And anti-glare. So that's nice too. Yeah. So anyways, all I to say, you should look into iBuyDirect if you are in the market for some new glasses. And we will put a link 
in the show notes with a special code for what is it 15 percent off um i forgot what it is we'll put the info in the in the show notes and you will get a discount and you get yeah you get a discount so yeah um and i think that's it that's Mm -hmm. yeah so remember to rate review subscribe and share tell your friends help us out um help us spread the word and like i mentioned before while hannah's looking up for her joke i'm I'm not looking it up i'm just getting it on my notes i already have it you're sassy tonight it's your burps oh (laughs) blame it on the burps me in a foul mood they've got you feeling loose it makes literally it makes my stomach churn i hate the smell of burps i would rather smell farts all day long that is so disgusting i would (laughs) rather smell burps all day than Mm -mm, one fart not me well anyways uh please take the survey that's in the show notes uh, that would help us out. We're trying to make this podcast better. We're trying to become better hosts. We're looking for constructive criticism, and we love all the compliments that we've been getting. That's very sweet of you guys, so thank you for those of you who have taken this survey. But we really want to know how we can improve, so we'd love to hear your input on that. And it's anonymous, so, I mean, if you want to be mean... Just this is your place to do it, but don't be mean. Just don't be mean. Try to be constructive. Like really, we've gotten some mean ones, and it's just like constructive criticism is hard to give. And maybe I don't that, think it's hard to give. Maybe that's why we haven't gotten a lot of it. It's not hard to give. I think that it is. Like I asked my coworkers. For, sorry, I keep burping. Oh my gosh, I'm blowing it over here. Oh. I asked my coworkers for constructive criticism on you know certain things. Not about the podcast, about my work, obviously. And um, it's a little difficult for them to give it to you uh, because they don't want to say something mean to you. Well, if you put them on the spot, oh my gosh. If you put them on the spot and say, hey, can I have some constructive criticism? Then it's like, well, I don't know. But like, if I, if you ask me, like in your life, Give me some constructive criticism. I would like think about it and I would come up with it. Just like how if we're in a fight, if I'm trying to tell you something that I would like you to change in the moment, there's anger and there's like hurt feelings. So that would not be constructive criticism. That would be me spouting off off something at you. But then if I had time to think about it and be like, okay, my emotions have calmed down. I know that I would like him to work on this. And now I can tell him this, that this is what I would like you to work on, you know? Right. So... That was kind of a little rabbit trail. But anyways, we're really looking for constructive criticism from you guys because you guys listen to our podcast and you probably have opinions on how we could improve and we'd love to hear that. What's some of the constructive criticism that we've already got? Um, More structured topics. Yeah, be a little bit more organized. And um, like more well-prepared for the topics. Um. Not having more than one guest because it's very hard to follow. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it was like the sound quality, which... It's slowly I, been getting better, but yeah. the ne- to make it to the next step, I'd have to invest a lot of money. And I'm still not sure if we're going to keep doing this for a year, so... Well, yeah. Um. Yeah. But, and then me interrupting you mm-hmm. was one. And then... um. <laughs> 
That was a couple of them. Oh, the road trip episode sucked, people said. Only one person said that, that they didn't like it. They just said that they didn't really resonate with that, but they know that it's like, that's what is something that matters to you. So that's okay. Like your gear reviews, it's like, that's not really my thing, but I mean, I get that that's your thing. So I still listen to it. You know, that was a really nice one. That was the week that we lost an episode. And so we had to record that. Hannah, hit us with the joke. All right. Guess what? Chicken butt. No, no. Just say what? What? Dogs can't operate an MRI machine, but cats can. (laughs) Cats can. Cats can. (laughs) Cats can and cat scan. Cat scan. (laughs) Do you get it? I do. (laughs) Um, That is a joke from our roommates and cousin, John. Thank you, John. Shout out to you. Very fine. Very fine. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk at you later, peeps. Happy trails. Wait, did you bring home the blue acre box today? No, it's coming tomorrow. Check. 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 Phone away. Are you ready for this, Anna? Yes, I am ready for this. Zach, are we? Are you ready for this? Yes, I am ready. Thank you. I'm not recording. You're welcome. Don't record that stuff. Was it? Maybe.